And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yeah, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports, and I am here with... Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Karen in the house. <laughs> we're going to get better. <laughs> we're we're going to get better, y'all. I'm trying with... I'm trying with the... All right, so... It's our anniversary. Tomorrow, Ooh. three years. What with that sexy man? What Gene Autry Mason? Give him a snap, 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 snap. All right, happy anniversary! And it's girl. my birthday. I got married on my birthday. What? Yeah. You get two presents? Bam! <laughs> you knew what you was doing, I girl. Sure I sure did. I sure did, y'all. It's your birthday. Do you want it's to go ahead and birthday. sing Happy Birthday? No. Mm -mm. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. We're going to stick to hosting. Right. I'm not going to give oh, up Jay, my day job. Listen, Jaden was singing. I said, ooh, stick to basketball. <laughs> she was singing. I was like, oh, my God, stick to basketball. Oh, so, yes, wow. yes, it is our anniversary, three years, and my birthday tomorrow. And then Father's Day on Sunday. So we get a bam, 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 bam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gifts all week. What? Yeah. That's how you uh, do it. That's how you do it, baby. That's how you do it, baby. So I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm, you know, I got one eye. I'm waiting to see what these these jokers in this house gonna do. Ooh. All them, all them big tall boys, they better do something. That's oh. all I'ma say. Oh, don't put no expectations on it. I know. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> Men's will be men. You know, I, I have to say for Mother's Day, they did surprise me. They all, all the kids cooked dinner. So it was really nice. So, yeah. That's for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the whole year. Man, you better tell that. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so, just the whole year, y'all. Just the whole yeah. year. So, yeah. But um, other than that, yeah, I'm pretty... I'm pretty excited. What? That's good. Are we partying? Are we coming to your house? And no, we're not partying. Uh, mm -mm. Okay. I don't want nobody to call the cops talking about Corona. You know the coronavirus, <laughs> and I had a house party. So. Right. Do you see how many people are out? People are starting to get out. Every oh my gosh! So in Dallas, Texas, well in Dallas, in well Colony, isn't it, or in Frisco? I don't know. Anyway, there's this new sports store, which is the size of Nebraska furniture. It is massive, right? Like really? two stories. It has a Ferris wheel. 
attractions. I mean, everything Did that has pertained to Ferris wheel. What is that? Yeah, the Ferris wheel, right? Ain't that the Ferris wheel that go around? Yeah. At a sports store? Listen, they have, and they have this most, a most beautiful, amazing fish tank I have ever seen, right? So, like, anything you want to deal with sports, you can go get. Do you really? know how crowded that place was? Really? No, I wish somebody would say something about Corona. There was no social distancing. I two people bumped into my arm. I mean, it was it was that crowded. Really? Then, oh my gosh! What? I will be reaching out to them because we need a, a corporate sponsor. So we we need to reach out to them. Massive! It is huge, man. It is it's it's oof. Yeah, two levels, attractions, yeah. you name it. From from camping gear, fishing. You, anything oh, you can all want. kind of sport. Oh, every, just... every sport there is lacrosse, hockey, you name wow. it, it's in one store. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like you put two Walmart, no, two Target, no, two super Walmarts, right? And just kind of put them on top of each other. Basically, really? it's that big. It was nice. It was crowded. Nobody was. Look, girl, I was sitting there like. Did you have your mask on? (laughs) COVID what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) See? And I was in there. I was just, we was kids in candy store. Oh, my God. They got a restaurant in there. They got a candy place in there. I mean, you name it. It was just, it was amazing. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, the way you just talked about it just makes me want to go and visit. Oh, you'll Even be blown away. You know, I don't away. have no kids playing sports right You'll now. be blown away. But it's everything in there. It's not just them. It's just, I mean, oh, and they got these, the clothes. It's just, you name it. It's, you have to see it. It's nice. It's okay. nice. I have to see it then. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Karen. What? Our guest, if you saw our post, we said right. golf. <clears throat> right. And we want to apologize because this is not a golf show. Supposedly, well, what happened is our guest and there's a golfer that have the exact same name. name. And so when our um, got um him producer, yeah, got them crossed. And so we apologize because I was ready to talk about golf. I was be like, four. <sighs> so anyway, so we're you don't excited. want me to talk about golf. Mm-mm, My husband's care. gone four and five hours, you know, to hit this little ball in a little hole, and I'm just like, really? It's fun. I heard it's relaxing. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I said too. Just give me a drink. <laughs> just give All me right. a drink, and I'll give me a club, and then we don't know what's gonna happen. Right? We don't know what's gonna happen. So anyway, we're super excited about our guest, Coach Thomas, University of Truman State University will be coming. We're going to talk about the recruiting process. I'm telling you, recruiting is is it's back up, slowly getting back up um, PC um, to all the high schools here in Dallas. Um, they are now went back to PC. Um, so performance and strengthening. And I took 
right? Is that right? I think so. I don't know. Something like that. So anyway, it's it's been all the kids are there. They're showing up, Karen. It's like they're ready to get back at it. I think yeah. high school football mm. is going to be the bomb this year. Really? You want to know why? I think it's just that anticipation that like, I got to come out here and kill it. I've been sitting up in the house. I'm ready to get on this field. I'm ready to take some heads off. I don't know. High school, high school and college. I don't know about NFL. Yeah. Cause you, but, but you saw the report that a lot of NFL players have tested positive. So I'm just wondering, is that going to really step back? Yeah. The Cowboys and the Texans. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's tested positive. Oh, so I haven't seen that. Oh, man. I'm just wondering, is that going to set things back as far as, you know, the big sport, you know? It it may, you know, it's just we just have to wait and see. And that's why we asked the question on the show. What would you do if there's no football? Mm-hmm. And and I know when you first asked the question, you know, that first coach was like, wait, what? And it seems so far off the wall. But then it, reality started hitting in. Like, what are you going to do if you can't? What are you going to do if this is the year 2020, 2020, 2021? There's no sports. Like, it's you got to think about that, you know. Yeah. So um, I don't know. But we'll talk to our coach right after this. Hey, Coach Thomas, how are you? I'm doing good, doing good. All right. All right. Well, let him get uh, pronounce his last name first. It's uh, Kearney. Yeah. Kearney. Oh, Coach Kearney. Yeah, Kearney. Yep, but I've been called Carney, Kearney. It don't matter. <laughs> right. It well, all sounds the same. Coach Thomas. I'm going to stick with Coach Thomas. All right. Thomas. All right, I'm Coach Thomas. Thomas. Coach. <laughs> Don't care, so I'm just calling coach. Okay. So before we get started, we like to play this game called Would You Rather? Okay, mm-hmm. Karen, I need my video. Okay, okay, here we Every go. Every show. Hey, look, I'm proud of my little video, y'all. I worked hard to make that little second scene. All right, so coach, all right, I'm going to start off. Would you rather sing like Luther Vandross or Teddy Pendergraft? I would say Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. No, no, I, I like Teddy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Would you rather be smart and unlucky or dumb and real lucky? Uh, I'd rather be smart and unlucky. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's the other one. Would you rather retire and travel the world in an RV or coach the rest of your life fifth graders? Oh, definitely the RV. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he yeah. thought about wait, coach. And then he had to hear Oh no, wait, never mind. Never mind. I don't like, yeah. I don't like coaching that much. Uh-huh. I don't like coaching that much. I'll just take yeah. the RV. I'll take the RV. <laughs> All right, coach. So um Go ahead, Karen. I'll let you go off with the first one. All right, Coach. You know, just tell us a little bit about who you are, um, where you're from, and um, and all that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm from. I'm actually from Texas. So I'm from the colony, uh, Texas. I was uh, 
in the first graduating class at the uh, Colony High School in 1988. Um, then after that, I spent uh, six and a half years in the Navy. And then uh, when I left the Navy, I went and played at a small college in Nebraska uh, because my brother was playing there. And uh, so uh, all the guys on the team, you know, I was uh, 25 at the time, so they used to call me grandpa. Um, so, uh, so it was, that, that was, uh, that was unique. And then after that, I left and went back to Texas. I started coaching high school football at Bryan high school. Mm. And, um, then I moved, uh, back up into the Midwest and got my first, uh, college job at Peru state college in Nebraska. And then I went on from there to, uh, Northwest Missouri state university in Maryville, Missouri where I got my master's degree. And then I left there and uh, went to Iowa Westland uh, College in uh, Mount Pleasant, Iowa. And I was also the head track coach uh, there. And then I went to Truman State uh, where I, I've been there for the past 12 years and the social head coach. And um, so it's been been fun. It's 12 a, it, years. It's wow. amazing. My question is, how, I've, every coach we've interviewed you hear different colleges that they work for. Is there a reason why coaches go from college to colleges? Is it, are they trying to look for a certain position they want to get in or is there an opportunity to climb the ladder? What is the constantly moving around about? I, I think it's the, uh, the opportunity to climb the ladder. Okay. You know, um, more responsibilities, you know, uh, you know, you might be just a position coach at one school and then um, the next school might offer you, uh, you know, a chance to be a position coach with an added title, maybe the assistant head coach, uh, special teams coordinator, or just uh, more responsibility. And a lot of times it's just more pay. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, you said you had your master's. And so, you know, you hear that little stereotype about, you know, dumb jocks or whatever, but you took it on. You just didn't get your college degree. You went and got your master. And so uh, I think that's a very good example that you're setting for uh, football players that come to your program. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yep. I, I, I mean, it, it was kind of funny how because uh, I wasn't looking to get it. And um, and then I had an opportunity at Northwest Missouri and because uh, I was looking for um a, you know, a really, because uh, when I was at Peru State, it was part-time. And um, so I was looking for, you know, full-time. Uh, but uh, this coach, uh, Coach Mel Churchman, he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, he, he convinced me. And uh, and I was like, all right. And, you know, <laughs> it was kind of hard. Um, you know, married, two kids. Mm. And, uh, you know, being a graduate assistant, um, so uh, I had to I worked at Walmart at night, actually scrubbing floors. And I also was the like the maintenance guy at the apartment complex that I lived in. So it was it was it was rough for a, a couple of years. Wow. wow. So we're going to get into the recruiting process. And it's it's interesting because I think I don't think this is a question we ever asked when you're talking about moving or when, you know, the coaches, are you guys being recruited? Or is it just, you know what, you know, I think I'm going to apply for this position. Or are you guys being approached by, a, you know, is there a such thing as coach being recruited? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 
you know, when I first got into the profession, you know, it was a, um, you know, you apply and then, um, you know, then they uh, pick the, you know, pick the best one, you go on interviews. But I would say within the last 10 years, it's none of that, you know, it's about who, you know, you know, uh, coaches want somebody who they can trust. Right. Um, so, I mean, in the, you know, it's, I mean, and you sometimes you look and see the people that's getting hired, and you're like, oh my god, you know what what's going on, <laughs> you know, you right. know what what what's going on there. But a lot of times it's just who you know. So you know that's the um, the the reality of it these days. So basically, the coaches are being watched. In other words, is, is are they basing it off like, okay, let's let's say didn't have a good season, but your the defense end of it the defense um team was dominating right um right. are they looking at things like that like man they their 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 defense was solid who is this coach right yeah uh in four coordinator positions i would say that's probably uh more uh you know if, if looking at a coordinator somebody who can you know run the side of the ball and uh you know uh, lead uh, but I was far as say as far as position coaches, you know, is uh, you know, like all my experiences is, and whenever a coach left our staff, you know, the head coach was like, okay, y'all know anybody, or uh, and then you think about, you know, all the conventions or the camps that you work at, somebody who had coached a certain position that you met along the way. So then, you know, then you just start putting uh, compiling a list of names, and and then you go go from there. Okay. Uh, because it, the, because uh, coordinators a little bit different, but position coach not so much because um, you know it, you're going to do what the coordinator tell you. So you know it, yeah. it's not so much having to have the X. You know you got to know what you're doing, but it's, it's it's not like getting hired as coordinator. Wow. Yeah. Now now as far as in in and out in recruiting, you know when my son was in high school. Um, I didn't know much about recruiting. And so I got in and started reading up on it. and everything that I read. It was talking about, you no, know, it's not up to the coach for your son to be recruited. You as a parent have to get in there and do yeah. what you're supposed to do. And so some of that, sometimes the programs that our kids go to, you know, they have a really good program and the coaches take hold of that recruiting. And so sometimes, but then there's, times that it is up to the parents. So what advice would you give right out the number one thing that you would tell a parent when it comes to recruiting their son or daughter being recruited in the sports? Well, you, you got to you, you find the balance. You know, um, you got to be involved, but you can't be stepping on the toes. You can't, you know, you can't speak for your son, mm -hmm. you know, but you got to be involved because if, you, if you're not involved, you know, unless you, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, a highly, very highly recruited where everybody wants you, then, you know, then there's an opportunity that you can uh, uh, miss out. I mean, because, uh, I mean, I think uh, what a lot of parents, you know, I think will help them out if they, you know, understand that half of the U.S. population is sitting in the football uh, stadium on Friday nights. Yep. So, mm -hmm. so there's a lot of competition. Uh, oh, wow. for those scholarships and there's more there, there's more football players than uh than scholarship dollars you know because uh 
you know, at the division one level, you know, it's apples, apples, you know, full ride, you know, whether, you know, you might want to go to Texas A&M, uh, but you get offered by a, a lower, like Rice or UTEP, you know, but it's still a full ride. Yeah. But once you leave that division one level, now, you know, even the one double A schools on down, there's not, you know, people are not given, uh, you know, uh, full scholarship. So it's partial. Um, so I, I think if, you know, but, but you definitely got to be, in, be involved because, I you know, there's so many times, you know, I, I recruited Texas and there's been times where I've been to school uh, and I only heard about X, this X player. Then when I got to the school and started looking at the film, I was like, well, who's this? Who's this kid here? Yep. You know, uh, where was his was his story? And and he wasn't even on the list or anything that so i think that the the parents got to be involved plus the parents got to be involved so they can keep the young man straight that's right you know uh sometimes you know it, i i kind of look at it as dating like the prom is uh you know instead of choosing your the one date who's ready to say yes and go to prom with you sometimes these young men they get into well how many people can i get dates with before i make a decision and then and then they don't understand that the college football is a business, regardless of what level. So when I call you and I talk to you on the phone, you're going to you're going to get off the phone and say, man, Coach Kearney is really, really nice. But after I hang up that phone, I'm calling somebody else and we're having the same conversation. So uh, unless you are, uh, you know, one of the top prospects in the country, I mean, just, it, I mean, we're going to move on if you're not ready. So, you know, I always try to get the young men to understand, you know, that uh, I know you want to play football, but where can you play football at the cheapest as possible, financially as suitable to when you graduate, you know, you're not going to have a whole bunch of loans. And sometimes I think that the kids miss the point because they love the recruiting process, but they don't understand the business, you know, aspect of it. Well, I want to say thank you for being very transparent on that when you said, you know, you're talking to him when I hang up the phone, I'm picking up and I'm having the same conversation because mm -hmm. I, and I think parents needed to hear that. And this is why I say that, because parents will get into that. Oh, my God, the coach called me. They're looking at me and it, and and that's all they hear. They don't realize, right. well, they're looking at you and they're looking at five others. Right. Right. So they put all their eggs in one cart and they're thinking, oh, they want me, they want my son. And then, you know, and then if they don't get that, if they don't get picked then they're hurt or if, or if, you know, if the coaches pass on to someone else. So thank you for, for, for being transparent on that because they needed to know that. And the other thing that you said was um, when you were talking about um, when you're watching film footage and that's actually how my son ended up at OU. So he had offers at OSU um, um, Nebraska um, and Kansas and a few others. And so they were actually at the time, um, Bob Stoops brother was actually looking at someone else on defense at a, at the school that my son or on a, a game or something and saw my son and said, and took his name to the ride receiver coach and said, you need to see this dude. So you're right. That's, that's actually how he got picked up for OU. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like how you were talking about the balance and don't let your parent, don't let the parents speak for their sons. 
Now that right there is a whole conversation yes, because a lot of us, we, we, I'm guilty I for speaking for my son. <laughs> I'm definitely right. guilty. Uh, I think I wanted it more than he did. Well, matter of fact, I did want it more than he did. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, you know, and I remember just praying and praying, praying, God, please, God, please. And then one thing I, I, I had a thought, I was like, can you imagine how many parents are praying to God about the same thing? But yet there's still so many scholarships. And I was like, OK, yeah. OK, God, maybe you want me to pay. Maybe I got the money to pay. Maybe I'm not going to get the scholarship. Maybe I'm going to walk. He's going to walk on. But we don't we don't think we don't think anything like that. I, I, you know, I have a sister where her son has trained since he was four or five years old. He has trained for 14 years. The money that he spent on training would have paid for the college degree. Right. But I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it, it, I mean, it's, I, I can't, you know, explain to you how competitive it is. And, you know, you're, you're looking at 10 coaches on, on, a, on a staff and all of them got their recruiting their areas. And, uh, and, you know, like at a division two school, our list is a whole lot more than a division one school because, you know, they're recruiting the top tier kids. But the division two level, you know, like, for example, I'm probably going to start off with three or four hundred kids myself. And wow. then you look at the other nine coaches and they got the same amount of kids, but we only signed 30, 30 to 35 players. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we all get back off the road, now we're sitting in there and they put that film up. And now you got every coach, you know, we're all competitive and we all want our guy. So now, you know, it's like a war room. We're going to battle just to find those, uh, uh, you know, those 30, those 30, 36 kids. And so, you know, and, and you know, that's the, the bad side of it because you get to know kids. And, you know, some of the hardest conversations that you have is when you tell them that, you know, I don't, we're, yeah. we're not going to have a scholarship. For have that. Yeah, that yeah. has to be very hard. Yeah, has to be very hard. So um, I the recruiting since the COVID, how has that been for you guys? Cause that's something we've asked all the coaches um, that come on, whether it's basketball, football, soccer, whatever, how has the recruiting process been now for you guys since the COVID? Well, uh, the only thing that really has changed is uh, not being able to get out and, uh, you know, work camps yeah. or, 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 you know, uh, seeing, uh, you know, the kids and, you know, in person, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you get prospect sheets and they're maybe not as big as uh, what, you know, it, they said it was or or they might be a little bit bigger or or as fast. So that's about the only thing. But as far as recruiting, it's still full swing. I mean, with the, you know, huddle, yeah. um, you know, we, you still can go out and evaluate, you know, all the guys that you you, you need to on huddle. Um, so I don't think that recruiting has missed the beat at all. If anything, I think as coaches, we're probably a little bit more organized because since we're not on the road, mm -hmm. now we're really actually able to sit down and watch uh, a, a little bit more film without the interruption of traveling and stuff like that. Now, let me ask you this. Since COVID-19 has come in, those uh, 
you know, it signing day had already happened. And so since COVID-19, the, you know, the kids have signed their letter of intent, yeah. what is like, which is like a contract. But right. is the NCAA giving people the option to change their minds since COVID-19? Yeah. Like parents may say, you know, no, I don't Nervous. want you to go off. Yeah. And so therefore, uh, allowing you to void that letter of intent due to COVID-19? No, I haven't, I haven't heard anything, you know, uh, you know, all the guys we signed, you know, they're still firmly committed. And um, so I don't think it's a, a, a problem, a problem at all. Oh, OK. OK. So, um, man, this is uh, it's so much going on with the recruiting, um, the under the table recruiting. I think that's something we haven't talked about yet uh, with any of our coaches. Um, have you seen that out of all the years of, of, of recruiting? Have you not done it? Because I, I don't believe that's something you've done, but have you seen it, the under-the-table recruiting? Uh, you know, uh, I probably at, at the Division II level, I haven't, uh, you know, seen the under-the-table. You know, the, the, I think uh, the most things at the Division II uh, thing that maybe uh, coaches negatively recruit against other other schools you know i always had a philosophy you know when i recruited a young man you know sometimes you know their parent or that young man would ask you well uh why should i go to your school instead of this school and what do you think and i was like well you know i don't work there you know so i don't know i don't i you know i i can't speak of what that coach what that coach is like or or uh, what their atmosphere is like. The only thing I can do is sell your own truth and state, and, and that's it. And you, and you're gonna have to do the research. You know, when you go on your official mm -hmm. visit, and uh, uh, compare uh, the, the 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 school. And the most important right. is compare your teammates and the guys that you're gonna be, um, fit in well with them, or or, or right. do, do those roles equals you know how you were raised and stuff. So. Um, you know, it, I, I haven't seen the, the only thing I experienced is negative recruiting, but I haven't seen any that uh, under the table stuff. Yeah. What do you mean by under the table? So you have some you, because you have some coaches, especially if there if there is an athlete that is like this solid athlete and he's got let's say he has 15 to 20, you know, big colleges looking at him. And you've seen you've heard about it because in the town that I used to live in in Tulsa, I've seen it happen even just in high school, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I've seen it happen. I mean, that's why I asked the question. You're talking about getting paid or buying them on my car? Under, called under the table. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. I'll slide you this under this table if you go you know, make sure we have your son. I mean, it, it's real. It happens. I mean, look at the, the celebrity, the actress who basically did that to get her kid in college. Right, you know, right. And so, right. and it's happening. I mean, I mean, this is reality, but that's why I asked the question. So let's talk about character when it comes to recruiting. Have um, coaches, do coaches pass up a good athlete? I mean, they're solid. I mean, the guy is solid, but his character is, is what it's like. Do we really want to take him on and deal with this or it's not even worth it? I, I I think character is one of the most in, important things, you know. Uh, but you know, I, like I said, I was at the Division Two level, um, you know. Whereas Division One is all talent. I mean, it's a business. We got 
how to win football games, you know. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think character is 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 very important because I always didn't want to be the coach that brought somebody on campus who didn't do what they were supposed to do. Wow. Or 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 didn't go to class or 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 or, or you know get in trouble. So I think uh, character is 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 uh you know is one of the most important things and the only people only time care don't matter is when you're elite talent then somebody might take a chance on you but if you're not but you got to be able to have that elite talent but if you're not elite then that character is, is going to be number one now is, is this true that the bad boys are better players no no <laughs> you mean the, the ones that's getting in trouble or, you know, I, my my uncle is a coach, and he was like, he said he he said this because he said because they don't have no fear. They have, of, a, chip right. they have a chip on their shoulder. They got they got something to prove. They have a certain swag, and you do. I've heard that too. That that you know, in some cases, it's usually that bad boy swag kind of guy that always get the lead, whether male or female. I, you know what? I haven't really seen mm -hmm. it in the females. Right. Right. So when we talk about football and basketball, you see it a lot when it comes to men. I don't know if it's a man thing. I don't know if it's a, you know, I'm a pump my chest, you pump your chest thing. But it seems like you have a lot of athletes who who has that um, mentality usually get the the position, you know. So I don't know. Right. It's it's just I've heard it, too. But I guess coach said, no, nah, that ain't true. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess it all, it all depends, you know, because you know sometimes that you know the guy, you know, guys I dealt with, you know, they have the swagger on the field, but uh, when the camera's not rolling or they, uh, you know, nobody's there, they're sometimes the most quiet guys. You got to get them to talk. Mm -hmm. um, so it, you know, but then you know we have some that you know you got to keep your finger on them the the whole time because uh, you know it's game on all day, you know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're recruiting, you, you have, let's say, for instance, there's a young man. He's really good. I mean, solid player, but he wants to be a doctor. And let's say you, the university doesn't offer everything he needs for that degree. I mean, are you picking him? I mean, how do how do you guys help these athletes make this decision? In other words, it's like, okay, do I really want to go to this college because it's a D1? They offer me a full ride, but they don't have what I need for where I'm going. Because I, I do you understand what I'm saying? So how do yeah. you, how do you do that when you offer them and you're just like, listen, we want to offer you a chance to play for us. Are you showing them this is what we got when it comes to education? Um, what's your major? Well, here we offer this, 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 and this. We're number one in this. Or are you just offering them a position to play? Well, I think you gotta, it's it gotta be both. I mean, you, you know, um, I will always, you know, like the one thing our school never had was engineering. And, um, whenever I recruited somebody and they told me that they definitely want to be an engineer, then I just said, well, you know, uh, we just, I, I can't recruit you because we don't have engineering. You know, I don't feel right, uh, you know, recruiting somebody and tell them that, well, you can do this, you can do that. Their heart is not set on it. Right. Uh, um, so I think if the, the quality coaches and the good coaches, if they don't have that major, they're going to tell them that, you know, yeah, I hate, you know, I don't want to line up. I don't want to see you 
on the opposite side of the field. But if that's what your heart's set on, then I think as a coach, you got to, you know, let him follow his heart. Well, I like that. That that says a lot because, like, again, you have, I mean, honestly, they're out there. You have recruiters and coaches that don't do that. They like, you are the star. We're going to, you know, we need you on our team. And I'm wondering if you're having these kind of conversations with them. Like, because football doesn't last forever, you know? Right. Um, injuries happen. Things happen. And so if you get a kid who goes there, but his major is not, not there, like you said, engineering, he gets hurt, then what? Right. You know? well, I think I think a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, kids are into the uh, the, the glitter and, the, you know, um, so I think what usually happens, especially with the, the schools that got the great facilities, is that a, a young man may have, uh, you know, he wants to do this. And all of a sudden he goes look at the weight room or he goes look at the stadium and stuff like that. And now he's like, well, maybe I can do something else. And but he's not happy once he get to the school because they don't have his major. Because wow. once you get there, I mean, you know, we always said that, you know, it, just two phases of recruiting. Okay. It, the first phase of recruiting is me sitting in your home, talking to the parents, getting you on a visit, calling you, writing you letters, uh, text message, Twitter you. And you're like, hey, I really lo I love coach. Second phase of recruiting is when you show up. And then you realize that it ain't the buddy buddy. <laughs> like, it, you know, now you're going to go to class and now, um, you know, is a, is a little bit more forceful on, on making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Right. So there's actually, we say there's two phases of recruit. We got to recruit you. Then we got to de-recruit you when you get there. <laughs> so you're not walking around like you're special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, especially those, those high top recruits, they probably do walk around like I'm the man, I'm a start, you know what I'm saying? They got that swag, and then all of a sudden, coaches come and put a pin in it, and it's like, oh, no, this is what you're about to well, do. Well, a lot of times, a lot of times, it's uh, it's uh, the, the coach, you know, we, we have to do a little bit, but sometimes, you know, they show up for the, you know, that first summer workout. And then you look at them after that workout and you just sit on their face like, man, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. You know, so sometimes, <laughs> they, you know, they humble themselves. But, you know, uh, but um, but, you know, you, you know, you, uh, you know, because I always uh, when I recruited a kid, you know, I always felt like if if I recruit you, then I become your parent when you show up. Um, wow. and, and, you know, and a, a lot of the players I coach always, they now that they grown, married, got kids and they come back for homecoming, they're like, coach, you're actually kind of cool and kind of nice and stuff. And it was like, but, you know, but the biggest portion is seeing you walk across that stage. Once you walk across that stage, now we now we become friends because you graduated. But up to that point, I got to make sure that you that you uh, you, you you get out of school because. Uh, I had players that never played down in college. Mm -hmm. I mean, they come to practice every day, worked hard and never played, but are, are doctors and lawyers. Then I have mm -hmm. then I have guys who was all conference or, or whatever and decided not to get their degree. And so when you look at the end of the day, once football's over with, who actually was more successful? Right. You know, so it I always because football's not gonna go on. And so I always felt that it, you know, you know, it's not 
coaches shouldn't be preparing the young man for the four years that they have. It should be the 40 years after they're done, you know, with football. Right. That's good. So when you're recruiting, um, what exactly are you really looking at? Are you looking at when you look at film? Are you looking at hand movements? Are you looking at feet movement? Are you looking at their height, their weight? What exactly do you look at when you're actually recruiting players? It all depends on the position. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, some of your your coaches get fired because they look at the height, the weight, the 40 time. And then there's some programs where the, you know, the coaches do real good because they're looking at the person who's committed that works hard. Um, So it's it's a combination of of everything, uh, you know, but the main thing is, is, you know, I think most coaches like to see a kid, is he making plays? You know, and that's the most, is he making plays? You know, when I turn on your film, are you making plays? And I'll tell you that, you know, uh, the biggest mistake in recruiting, and I, I think this would be something for parents to really look at is, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, a coach would tell them that when you send in your highlight video, you know, send out, send five minutes uh, a video because, you know, coaches get bored. They don't want to look at a long highlight tape. Right. And I would say that is the big, biggest misconception that's out there, hmm. because if you, you if you send me five minutes of highlights and I got 30 other guys and, and they got 15 minutes of highlight, I don't have time to go back and ask you to send me 10 more minutes to make to get on even with. Them. I'm going to go with the person who got the most the most high. So I think I, I always tell kids that what you put anything you do good, whether it's defense, offense, special teams, because I can always turn it off. I can always wow. look at so always see, but I don't have time when you're dealing with you know a, a whole bunch of kids come back and ask hey and you send me some more highlight video, so I I because uh, the highlight video is their resume, you mm, know uh, right you know and I always tell them when you send me your highlight video you gotta you gotta help me help you, uh, mm. you know yeah. Now let me ask you this. Now I've I've seen it pros and cons about it. Should they? Ha- is it okay to have music in their highlight video? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I think it is. You know, just gotta make sure that those no curse words are in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> not, that's the music today. Just it's like, yeah, Lil Wayne. You know, people they yeah, no. yeah. And, 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 and then you know you and, and you know. And I always say, you know, especially for our, young, you know, uh, black men uh, players out there, you know, um, it may not offend me if I listen to it, but then there might be other coaches who ain't used to it. Yeah. So, so there's that stereotype. So now you off the board because when they exactly it and they don't understand it, they're like, man, this guy's gonna be a troublemaker or or whatever. So I always say, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, make sure if you're going to use the music, make sure it's you know it's clean, and and but a lot of times most it's some of the coaches instrumental. Just, yeah, they just uh, yeah. sometimes you just turn you turn it off, you know. I mean, you um, you trying to watch a play and they and all of a sudden you hear bloop bloop and doop doop <laughs> and boop 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 and you're like, 
you're trying to watch the play because I've seen it, right? Because on the huddle. And you're going, right. what did he just say? What? So, yes, I could see that being stereotyped. I really can. You know? yeah. Like, Mm-mm, I see what you're listening to. I ain't even going to take a chance, you know? So, well, the, 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 but, you know, the music is bad, but it's not, the worst part is, is when you get a highlight video, like a quarterback, and, you know, throwing the ball, like, you know, he's like, look at my arm strength. And and the ball goes really far, and but yet he throws the interception, and you're like, yeah, they look good, but you don't, you know, that's the type of stuff that you be, yeah. you know, you just kind of shaking your head on, or, or 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 somebody goes, a kid goes in to make a tackle, and it's a hard tackle, but then we see him, you know, like he's on the ground rolling around, like he's <laughs> the one suffering from the tackle, <laughs> you know, that that is what, you know, I mean, sometimes <laughs> we get that film, and it, I mean, it's it's comical, you like. He, he, I know he just didn't put this on his highlight. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you know, uh, I did not know what a highlight was. And so what, when my son was in high, when I asked the coach for the highlight and I went to huddle and I saw other players, how they were in, like in every game. And then mm-hmm. my son, he was, he was only in three games or something. Like, and I was like, wait a minute, why is he not, why is does he not have the same amount of games? I thought the highlight was the the games that were in. And so right. coach coach had said, Miss Reese, every play that he do, that's not a highlight. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said what? You know, so highlight is showing something that's a technique that he did. Did he hold his block? You know, exactly. did he get away? And so a lot of people don't know what a highlight is. Yeah. yeah, it's a certain. Yeah. It's like, oh man, he made a nice catch, touchdown. You know that it's not every game. It's just it, it's like right. solid. Where the coach goes, wow, you know, you got a wow, like that. Was yeah, good. okay, I see his strength there. You know, I mean, they know. I believe coaches know. Okay, you're not gonna be a perfect kid every game. You're gonna drop a ball. You're gonna miss running a route. You're gonna miss a tackle. We get that. Right. But if they could see. I, that's kids teachable. I, I see it because mm-hmm. high school and college are two different levels and I want to go there. So mm-hmm. um, when you're, when you have high school is about winning championships like college. Right. Do you feel that the high school coaches really get the kids ready for college physically and mentally? Because it's, it's a whole different ball game. Cause I know when my son left from, he went to jeans and I, and I have to say, I, at, you know, rest is so coach trembles. I loved it because he brought in trainers from college. And when I say he got those boys ready for high school, I mean, for college. Right. So when, when my son went to OU, he's like, man, mom, I actually am thankful for coach tremble because not only mentally, physically, it was like, this, I could do this. It wasn't, he wasn't hanging over, a, you know, hurling and like, I don't know if I could do this. It was like, he was mentally and physically ready. Do right. You know, coaches, high school coaches actually get the guys ready for high school. I mean, for college. I think uh, most of them uh, do, but I think, uh, you know, like uh, Jinx and Union, you know, the schools in your area, um, they already established a tradition of, uh, you know, the kids going off to college. So the younger kids, you know, they probably looking up, they was like, hey, I hope to do that uh, someday. But I think it, the, the, the schools that got the more resor- resources do. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you got schools where, you know, you got a coach and everybody else is part time. 
you know. Wow. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's those differences. And, you know, I, I've seen it where, you know, uh, I recruited a kid from, you know, uh, a, 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 you know, big name school in which he was all state. And, and, you know, you're, you're like, okay, we're, we're expecting big things from him. And then, you, then I seen a kid that come from the school that didn't bear, you know, he's sitting in your room. You're like, who is this? I ain't, rec- I ain't recruiting him. Where he come from? And you're like, this is just another body. But then in three days, you're like, hey, he's going to play over this other guy. because he's a, So sometimes, even though they don't come from the big school, they got so they got some of them got untapped potential that you don't know what they have yeah. until they get there. So it's, it's, you know, trying to balance it out is, is kind of interesting. So now when it comes to social media and the recruiting, because there's so many different steps, there's so many things that you guys look at, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. you're looking at, okay, how well is this, you know, coach preparing them? I know you guys probably asked the coaches, tell me about this kid. Um, and so that that's another kind of way, that's an angle. And then social media, what do you guys look for that is that will turn you away or that will say this, this, this kid's a leader and we need him? You know, uh, you know, if it's some, you know, you know, I, I realize, you know, all the kids are different, you know, and when you're uh, recruiting a different diverse, you know, what matters to somebody may not matter to, to somebody else. Um, right. But, you know, if, if, if they, you know, got guns, you know, they have pictures and they got guns and a whole bunch of cash and that's probably red flag flag right there you know that's all it's, music videos yeah, yeah 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 but if it's if it's kids just being kids you know you're like okay hey you just having fun but you know or or somebody you know uh make a speech about an ethnic group or something like that and you're like whoa what, well maybe we don't need to re- recruit him because you know uh most college football programs is going to be diverse you know all these you know you got kids coming from different ethnic backgrounds and financial you know, some people, parents got money, some people's in the middle and some people don't. Um, so, you know, the the less problems you can recruit, the better off it's going to be. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Go ahead, Karen. Do you think players should be paid? Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of back and forth on it because, uh, you know, you know in one instance is, you know, you got a lot of coaches that are millionaires and some of their f- former players are out there struggling um, because uh, because they didn't, uh, you know, while they was making plays on the field, everything was all fine and dandy, but they didn't make sure that they uh, uh, got their degree, um, you know, so, but that coach is signing the contract extension, he's living good. But then and on the other hand, it's all, you know, you're getting paid uh, education-wise through a scholarship that a lot of other students don't have, you know, um, because uh, I kind of feel like they're getting paid because, you know, my wife coaches at uh, North Carolina volleyball, North Carolina State. And before she got there, she was at the University of Arkansas. And, you know, mm. the, the stuff, you know, from me, uh, Division two coach to seeing what, you know, the facilities and, you know, the skills and and uh, you know more tutors than the average student. I mean, so yeah. it's, it's it's in a way it's kind of like you're getting paid. And, and you kind of got to weigh it out. Y- yeah, yeah, you got to weigh it out. But 
but but you know but i can understand why you know because you got a lot of coaches that you know made eight nine million dollars a year off of the uh, young men who can barely eat and stuff like that so so i i but i think we're going we're heading that direction well i think it's it's a it's an educational thing and i'll tell you why right it's like my son had a full ride and he mm-hmm. did get a stipend and as a parent i kind of i hate that because I had f- five children, um, and so and they were kind of close to stair steppers, married, and right. so I didn't really. Um, I always talked to my son about a plan B, and we had heart to hearts about college. I'm right. like, you you get a degree, you don't get this leave school early. I don't care if the draft call you. I don't care if they offer you twenty million. You need right. to finish because if something happens, you have that degree, and we're going to use it right. even when you play. But I didn't really focus on teaching him that when you get your stipend, like you said, you actually yeah. are getting something, right? Yeah. Puts money. You got to pay your rent. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the beginning, you know, the first two years, yeah. the, the college is paying for it. So I didn't yeah. tell him, put it away. I kind of just let him have fun with it. And I mean, he bought him some gear and some things like that. But now after he graduated and I look back, I'm like, man, I missed that one. Like I should have, right. you know, put, put it, put a thousand away, keep, you know, this, put another thousand away, keep this. By the time you graduated, you could have had at least, it's not much, but I'm going to say at least 10,000, right? That's right. not much, but you would have had something. Does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah. didn't teach him that. And so my last three, I'm actually going to set that up where it's like, you don't get all your siphon. You're going to put some away and you can live off of this because especially if you get a full ride, I mean, Coaches, you guys are giving them meals. They can eat all three, three times. They got a car. They can eat. They have, especially these D1 schools, like at OU. Oh, my God. That new facility they had. I mean, yeah. they had snacks. They had a car they can eat. I mean, they had clothes, the shoes, the 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 T-shirts. So it's not like oh, yeah. you really needed to use that money. So right. it's, it is a catch-22. I think the ones that probably should get paid more is maybe the ones that are d2 d3 and juco because they don't have this they don't have what a d1 a d1 college at a level like ou those big ones it's amazing yeah yeah because once you leave the 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 division one arena you know you the from one double a you know most of their four ride scholarships go to division one bounce backs um, you know, because mm. the first thing I told them that that uh, you know we're not we're not gonna give you a full ride. Now D two schools we will go f- full rides, but you're gonna have to come in and prove yourself. Yeah, you know it's kind of yeah. like the NFL when you, you get paid for your play. That's uh, right. You know, you know, but when you look at it outside of D- Division one, you got a lot of players that are paying to play. Because they're not mm. getting a full ride, you oh, know, whether yeah. they're taking out loans or got to work in the summer, right. Right. yeah. And so, so they're actually paying to play. Mm. Yeah. I haven't really I, thought about it like that. Yeah. Now, I think that maybe they should be able to use their name, whether they design their own T-shirt line, yes. Whether design, you know, work for it. Use your name. Be creative. Design a bow tie. Design something. Right. You know, because basically teaching them to be entrepreneurs. Yes. Now, I think they should be able to do that. Yeah. But the, only, the only issue that I have is, is how are you going to regulate it? 
I mean, I yeah. mean, mm. I mean, because you know, Cam Newton probably when he was at Auburn, he deserved a lot more money than somebody else. You know, and so I was just like, how do you regulate it and keep the team together so you don't have that device as well? But look at him, look what he's getting, and I just that's the only thing that I worry about. Well, yeah. if it's a team, I would think that everybody should get paid the same. If you're if you're promoting team, it takes all of us. Yeah, I would yeah. think. So we had a young man on here, quarterback at um, an HBC, and he actually started his own dessert um, company. Yeah, sweets and in a jar. Sweets in a jar. And while he was playing, he after he get done, he go in there, he make his sweets, and that's how he made his living. He built his own yeah. company. So, I mean, I think if you could do it that way, that's fine. Like you said, right. if you're at a D1 and you're like high recruited, you're getting paid anyway. You know, like I said, oh, yeah. you're getting that stipend. There's nothing you should want for. Right. And and then when you look at the, you know, the, the stipend that you're getting, but when you look at the cost of education these days and, and it's not going down, it keeps going up and you add the. The, the tuition, the housing, the stipends, you know, the tutors. I mean, there's a lot of the, uh, students out there that don't have that, you know. So, uh, I mean, it's, I, it, it's you know, I, I, I understand, you know, why they should get a little something. But at the same time, that the education is more important than being paid, being able to have that opportunity because there's a lot of kids that don't have that opportunity or the parents can't afford to send them to school. Can't afford, can't afford to even let them walk on. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's an arm and it's an arm, a leg, a neck, a back, an eyeball, <laughs> a nose, um, an ear. Right. And I think, you know, I think what y'all are doing the good is bringing that recruiting issue is because, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think sometimes the finances are not talked about in recruiting, especially if you're not getting getting a full ride. And I think, you know, parents and the students got to educate themselves because I can tell you a little story is once you you and and, and you got to be the 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 lower the level, the more involved and active you got to be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because you're not getting a full ride. No, nope. you know, so so say if my school costs ten thousand dollars. And and I'm recruiting another school in the same conference, but they cost thirty five thousand. But we're in the same division too. So if I offer you eight thousand, you only got two thousand dollars left. Mm. If the other school offer you ten, you still got twenty five left over. So you right. got to be able to do the math. Yep. You know because you know it's been times I've been on on the phone with parents, and they was like, "Well, it's an insult." You know, you only offering eight, and such and such is offering us thirty five, and, and you like, but it costs seventy thousand to go there. <laughs> right. right. So you getting thirty five, but it's it's thirty five. Right. And they don't. So they look at the the initial scholarship dollar. Yeah. And, and they and they're yeah. like, well, this one, is, uh, they, it's, it's it's crazy. I'm like, well, they you come here. Attention. They're not yeah, yeah. because even even on that, it's like a, a full ride is technically not a full ride. Right. I learned that it's one year at a time. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think they might have changed it at the division one level 
but I know, uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's one year. One year at a time. So you can one, yeah. you could be there and got that full ride for that year. Now next year they could be like, uh, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if you ain't producing, they so like, hey, we need that. So we, we, we gotta get that scholarship back. That's right. <laughs> you holding up that money for this one over here, and so they can cut you down or cut you off. So you, you that full to get that money every year. It's really a character. It's not, right. not so much your performance, but it's character. It's heart. Mm -hmm. It's because you've got to you've got to keep that four years that money going right. for four years. Well, so, I think I, I think that it, if if a coach if if he cuts somebody's scholarship, then I think he's lacking some type of accountability because you're the one recruiting him. Right. You mm -hmm. know, you you evaluated him, and you're the one recruiting him, and and even if he's not producing, what are we supposed to be uh, having these kids in college for to get an education? That's Ish, what we Ish. sit at home and right. tell the parents that we want him to get get the degree. Ish. So whether he become a good player or not, we still should be able to let him get that degree. So I, you know, I have I kind of have a problem with coaches that, uh, you know, they want to get rid of them because you don't want to recruit, you know, you yeah. know, you, you signed off on them, then uh, because if you cut his scholarship, you know, you don't know what his uh, family financial situation is. So now there's loans and debts and stuff like that. So I was, I, I was like, let, let, let them get the degree. Like and said, coach, yeah. it's a, it's a business. Yes. You said it, it's a business and it's the same thing with the NFL. Cause my son went to the NFL. So we're going mm -hmm. through that process. It's like, okay, well, you know, you got new guys coming in, they got more numbers on the board or it's a business. It's I, somewhere we're leaving the passion of it, of the sport. Right. Back then, like when you look at Michael Jordan and when you look at those going back, it was a passion to play. Right. right. It, it wasn't really about the money for a lot of them. If you keep going back, but it was a passion to get on right. the field, to get on the court, you know what I'm saying? Now right. it's how many butts can you put in my stadium? Mm. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You know, and 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 so that's when we get. That's why Karen asked the question: the bad boys, because you you tend to see a lot of the bad boy athletes get the position because they put the seat, they put the butts in the seats, mm. and, right. and for some reason everybody like an acting up athlete. I, I don't get it. It's like <laughs> wait. Wait, what? You know, but and they're spending money for the jersey. They're spending money for their, you know, for their their um jersey hats, whatever. Right. Shoes. So it's a business. It's like yes. how much money you gonna bring in, how many butts you gonna put in the seat. Somewhere we we're leaving the passion of playing. But you know, at some point in time, and you see it a lot in coaching, is that it that bad boy is going to come back and bite them. It's, it's, it's <laughs> all, it always happens, whether it's uh, a year later when he's out in town or, or, or when he graduates, then he got, you know, it's, at some point in time, if you let that stuff slide, it's going to come back and, 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 and bite you. Yeah. So before we close, what would you say to not only the parent, but even the athlete, because I, I know you've probably seen there's more, there's parents who wants it, like Karen said, more than their child. Mm 
when you go in, you could probably pick up on, okay, this parent wanted more than him. I can see his body language. Mm. He really doesn't want to play, but the mom and them are making him play. What, when it comes to recruiting, what would you tell the parent and actually what would you tell the athlete? I would say is um, they should talk and discuss about, you know, what that prospect wants before I get involved. Mm. So now they're on the same, they're on the same page and then there's not, you know, conflicting, you know, because, you know, it's times where, you know, when you go into somebody's home and you leave and you've been there for two hours and you leave and you, I, I didn't say one word to the kid. I don't even know what he likes and dislikes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I've been there for I've been there for two hours. And I, don't know okay, okay. I came for the kid. I ain't coming. Yeah. Like your yeah, day's plan yeah. is over. I need you to go sit over. I'm talking to the kid, right? Yeah, you like, man, I, I you like I don't know more, nothing more. I've been here for two hours. Right. Yeah. Like, who am yeah. I recruiting? The mom and the daddy or the kid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. I, I thought that's none. what the visit is for. It's for the family. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Look, it is. Cause like when 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 Jordan's recruiter came, we were there. But we let him do all the talking with Jordan. We just was there as, you know, there's questions we ask about the educational part. Um, but we were, you know, that was their conversation. So right. it's like, wait, am I recruiting you or your child? <laughs> you recruiting yeah. the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking, well, what about this? And is it going to start? And they got, I can imagine. Oh, my gosh, coach. I can imagine you were probably sitting there like, really? Oh, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I can tell you some recruiting stories, you know, it's, I've been to homes where, you know, I got to the home that had like eight dogs and three <laughs> cats and, and I got the two cats wrapped around my neck and got a dog <laughs> on my lap. Oh my got, gosh. You know, oh my God. And, and I, and I got one dog on my shoulder and I turned around to talk to the yeah, kid I, I and meet the, the dog. Movie. Yeah, me and the dog was talking, we nose to nose. I was like, I mean, I can, you know, sometimes <laughs> when you leave, you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was only, he said, one cat wrapped around <laughs> the other one on my shoulder. I was like, I heard that before. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, it, it's sometimes where you, you, you're like, man, what, 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 what's going on here? Like, what? Whoa. Like, what house did I just walk into? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'd have been on the floor. I know you left like <laughs> really the cat talking yeah. to you in one ear trying to tell you what to do, you know. And the dog you recruited like, the whole yeah. family. Wait, and, and, and they, the dog they, looking they, at him like you better pick him. Like, wait, what? Did you and then they was that? telling me they was like, Oh, they really like people. And I'm sitting I got them like, Yeah, I, 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 just, I just see that. But but it was all worth it because he he turned out to be a great running back for us. So so so, oh, wow. so it was all worth it. But I I left. I was like, man, I was like, I was like, they ain't gonna believe this, you know. And man, I, I mean, it was like, I mean, I had pets everywhere. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's a job of recruiting, I tell you yeah. what. Oh, wow. All right, Coach, before we go, I'm going to put you on the spot as we do all of our coaches. Are you ready? Yep. What's the nicest thing you have said to a ref? All <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> the <a> coaches. <laughs> <boss. laughs> 
You know what? I don't, I don't even talk to him. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Come on, coach! Out of all yeah. your years, come on now. I, I, you know because they, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna change. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can yell at them, uh, but you know you, you can see them like you know the, the refs gonna take it personal. So so you know they sitting up there like yeah all right, and they got their <laughs> hand on that flag just waiting for somebody. <laughs> So, so not not no good game. How, you know, one coach said he um said, "How was your ride here?" I said, "Is that what you said to the ref?" He said, "Yeah." And then the other coach said, "Uh, good game." Really? Yeah, I don't even I don't even talk to them because I know they're gonna make me mad. So I'm not, you know, you know what? Because uh, you know, we will be talking here, and and I'd be like, "He's a good guy." The next time, flags start dropping. I'm like, oh man, I don't like you that all. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Coach, this was great um, interviewing. Yeah. Find, you know, digging a little bit more deeper into the recruiting. I think it's something that really um, a lot of parents really do need to be educated on um, because it's going to change. Yes. Um, especially after the COVID, so much is going to change, and um, we just that we really need to understand. Parents really need to understand what it's about. You know. It's, yes. And there, you have those parents. I always say, you can't live through your kid. Your time is right. done. You know, sorry you missed it or you didn't or however it is. But it's this is about your child and their education. And yes. this is about making the right decision. And this is about teaching them how to make right decisions and ask yeah. the questions for themselves. Because it is them that has to go there. You're not going to go to the classroom. You're not going to do their homework. You're not going to be at that campus. It's them. So you have to right. help them say, okay, is this where you really want to go? How do you feel? Have, you know, like you said, take the visits. Even with my son, it's like, let's go visit. You know, we took the right. visit. We rode around Norman. It's like, this is where you're going to be for the next four years. Right. You know, do you really want to be here? And my second oldest, for the, for, for God, I don't understand how this joker found a college in Utah called Ephraim. Right. Right. Population of eight thousand people <laughs> in the heat in the mountains, cold, yes, cold, <laughs> cold. It's a juco. He's like, Mom, I want to go right. here. I'm like, Are you sure? Yes, Mom. Did you do the research? Yes, Mom. Well, I was asking all kind of questions, and so when we went up there and we rode around the town, I was like, Are you sure this is where you're gonna be? Are you? This is where you want to be? He goes, Mom. Yes, I did the research, and actually, it turned out great. He made great friends. Um, he liked it. It was small. They didn't get into no trouble. But these are the heart-to-heart -heart conversations parents have to have with their child. It's not because. So Go ahead, Coach. Because if the kid wants to be there, the chance of him graduating and doing good things goes up dramatically. Yes. You know, if he's going somewhere where where he doesn't want to be there, then he's not going to do good. Right. And uh, and then I think, uh, you know, parents got to understand, you know, it is it, 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 are you recruiting the school or the, or the school recruiting you? Mm. Because if the school is recruiting you, then they got a plan for you. They have a vision for you. But if you're recruiting the school, then they might just let you on the team. So they need another body. Mm. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's very good. So. All right, Coach Thomas, thank you so much. I hope those that are watching will understand the process and get more aware about it. Um, 
Congratulations. Your wife is the coach at, what did you say? Um, North Carolina, North Carolina, State. Carolina State. State. So you'll be yep. moving to North Carolina. Last yep. question. I got to ask this. What's the conversation like? Because both of you are coaches. So I know you're competitive in the house. You know, actually, you know, you know, she's actually <laughs> on the phone right now recruiting. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I can, yeah, I can hear her. The whole thing is she's been on the phone all, uh, you know, night, you know, recruiting. But really, uh, when we get home, we just try to leave it. You know, wow. you spend so much time at the office and weekends and during the season recruiting. And, you know, when we get home, we just just, you know, leave, leave it, you know, and just they just family time and talking. And have dinner because by the time you get home, you're like, I don't, I don't want no, you know, because I don't want to talk about football or anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So now, will you coach where she's at, or what are you going to do now? You know, I don't know. Uh, Retire. Uh, you know, go ahead and go ahead, and coach the fifth, yeah, fifth grade kids. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you know maybe possibility or is uh, going back to high school. Um, so right now, I'm just uh, enjoying this time. This time off. You yeah. know, so, yeah. So she's probably ready to get me out of the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I like the time off, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Stay safe. We thank you for joining the show. Uh, and, thanks for uh, having me. Tell your wife, we're going to have to have her on and talk yes. volleyball. That's what I used we to need play her on. in high All school. Right. I love volleyball. So, yeah, we'll have to have, a, have her on to talk volleyball language, huh? Lingo. Yeah. Yeah, All sounds right. Sounds good. All right, so this your girl Shannon at Can We Talk Sports. I'm here with my host, Karen. Oh my gosh, we're gonna work on her intro, y'all. Karen. All right, we will. We will be back Thursday. Maybe. Maybe, but we will. Um, yeah, I don't know where they're gonna be. <laughs> I won't be back Thursday because I'm gonna be celebrating my birthday weekend. Yes, Your okay. Birthday. Okay. Weekend. So anyway, everybody have a great night and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.